You've got work friends, you've got best friends, and now you've got ghoul friends. Hello and welcome to episode 40 of the Ghoul Friends Podcast. I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin. Crazy that we're at 40. It is pretty crazy. I can't like... Dang, Gina! (laughs) That has been the theme of all of our episodes as of lately. I don't know why, but... Dang, Gina. Dang, Gina. Dang, Gina. We all know 40. That's crazy. That is crazy. We're trying to think of something fun to do for like 50, like our 50th episode. Like... Maybe like a little giveaway or like yeah. maybe like a free like shirt or like you know something on the merch yeah that we can send your way yeah I don't know but if you have any ideas let us know let us know we're yeah open to anything because that's fun that's it's taken off more than we thought you yeah, know like it has we were kind of slow starting we were still figuring things out yeah and here we are like fifty we're getting Rocking, there well, not fifty getting to fifty we're getting there rocking though. and rolling like we're we're definitely be, you know we are sooner than not absolutely and we definitely passed our twenty five thousand downloads that we yes, were talking that about was exciting I think we're close to twenty seven thousand actually right now so we're that's wild let's, let's go <laughs> not sure why y'all keep listening but I'm glad you I'm do I'm glad you do yeah no it's been good and um this is actually it's kind of a special week that this will release because this will be the second of the day are two episodes and we're yeah. doing this all in one day so we're on a marathon of recording <laughs> we, right now we stopped after after my doozy yeah and uh yeah took a break took a break got a snack got a snack came back in and we're Here we cranking go. another one out so <laughs> if you haven't listened to the first episode that is caitlin's episode on bonnie and clyde yes really enjoy- i really enjoyed recording that one that was fun it was fun and we weren't sure we talk about this at the beginning of that one but we weren't sure if this was going to go into one very long episode or two, and I mean, by the time you finished, we were... It was at, an hour, so... Yeah, we were like know. 55 minutes, We so. wanted to give you a break like we needed. We needed a snack, so... Yeah. We hope you got your snack after a little B and C. We'll see and B. Oh my God. <laughs> Don't be nasty. Don't uh, be nasty. Um, so, we hope you had your snack. We hope <laughs> that you uh, are ready for Celeste's sweet angel voice to, to bless your ear holes. Yes. Always you know, I'm, just blessing your earbuds. I'm just like kicked back now. I got nothing to say. I just, I'm here for the good time. I'm well, I need here you for the commentary. Have something to say. Oh, yeah. I, I, say, I don't need the commentary. Because, <laughs> like, it's interesting. Um, so, when we do research normally, Caitlin types her notes. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some reason, and I've done this since I was in college. I retain better when I write things down, like physically write them down. Okay. So I handwrite <clears> my notes. Um, so your Bonnie and Clyde research was like two pages, single spaced. Typed, yeah. Typed. And mine is like, I don't have giant handwriting. Mm-mm. Um, I would say it's about you two. two and a half pages. of Half pages, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, going to need your commentary through this. You know, I going. always have something to say. I'm trying to think if we have anything else to talk about, because we usually <laughs> we, yammer. We yammered at the beginning of the first I one. I know, and I'm like, has anything else happened that we forgot to talk about that we need to bring up? We did have to stop midway through the last episode to bring Fartface Dennis upstairs, because he was, yeah. like, gagging, and he likes to gag when, like, the attention is not he on gags him. gags for attention. We, <laughs> we've brought him to the, the vet, and basically they just tell us, you know, he's faking it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. when we're, like, eating dinner or, like, whatever meal we're eating, yeah. um, he's not allowed in the kitchen while we eat. Nope. No, he's not. Um, 
But you'll hear him, like, try to snake, like, his way in there. And then he's got, like, his little toenails. So, like, tap, tap, tap on it. We have hardwood floor. Sneaky. <laughs> and we can hear him. I'm like, it's fine unless I can see him in the kitchen. Then yeah. it's like, no, go get. He has his own couch. So, yeah. like, go get back up on your couch. And then he'll just sit there. And this is like, bleh, bleh. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis, like, you're such a big, you're not getting a French fry. <laughs> no, these animals will do anything for food, truly. I have never met more food-motivated critters in my It's really true. So why are they life. so fucking bad? I don't know. Probably because we made them that way, but... It's probably very true. <laughs> it is very true. And Dennis now, because... Now, mind you, Dennis is the laziest dog on earth, but he's actually pretty strong. If he sees oh, something he wants, strong. he can yeah. easily drag you. So yeah. we've had to get a harness for him. And every time I look at it, it reminds me of the thing that they <laughs> used to lift Free Willy out of the water. <laughs> so he's um he he's on a diet. Yes. Um... <laughs> He is a little over 80 pounds. He's a yeah. lab and hound mix. Yeah. You've probably seen him on Facebook and oh, yeah. all say, we, social media. He is the sweetest boy, but a jackass. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and Mishka's a jackass. And Kitty, the Kitty little cat. Kitty was jackass this morning. She, well, yeah, she is a little jackass, but she's like the cuddly, like, sweet one. Like, yeah. she loves to be cuddled, loves to be, like, snuggled. Yeah. Mishka, not so much. Not so much. Mishka just likes a fresh water bowl. Um, Dennis, yeah. <laughs> Dennis yes. likes to drink out of Mish. Dennis has his own water bowl, but that's like, not good enough. It's apparently only the cat's water is like the prime. What water. he wants, yeah. and like he'll wait so patiently for like Mishka to drink. Like he just like they it's stand in like a little like line. <laughs> He's very patient, but as soon as like Dennis has gotten anywhere close to that bowl, Mishka will sit and howl like refill it. And he has oh, to yeah. watch you refill it and then yeah. put it back down. Mishka will not like. Mishka would not dare drink after the dog. <laughs> the shame. No, it's true. And it's funny, too, because they've, you know, always gotten along really well. Yeah. Kitty kind of at first steered clear, but, I mean, she'll walk around them now. But, yeah. like, Mishka and Dennis were good friends from the get-go. Like, mm-hmm. I remember the night we brought Dennis home, and we, in our condo <laughs> in Charleston, we had gated him into our kitchen because we weren't sure, like, what How naughty he was do with him. <laughs> And I remember Mishka came right out, and he, like, kind of jumped halfway up on the gate, and Dennis hung his head over the gate, and they booped noses, and it was the first time I'd ever seen Dennis lift his tail, and he had, like, a quick little wag, and it went down. He had a really sad life before us, Dennis did. Well, they all kind of did, but we kind of know Dennis's story a little more than anybody, so to see him kind of happy and start to get healthy was, like, pretty cool. Yeah, and now he's healthy. Too healthy. (laughs) Big chunk boy. He is a big chunk boy, but he's a big happy chunk boy, so... They're that's all pretty fine. happy. Fat yeah. and happy. That's all right. I like that. It's the motto of our house. Yeah. <laughs> well, my motto is I'm not here for a long time. I'm just <laughs> here for a good time. <laughs> I feel like a lot of the uh, Bonnie and Clyde could relate to that. Uh, my story could relate to that. So. All right. Let's let's do it because I'm pretty stoked for yours too. Yeah. Also, fun fact that this is in the song we were talking about, Bonnie and Clyde. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, This is. person is mentioned. Oh, yeah. I didn't mm. think about that until you said it, but you're right. All right, so continuing on, are you ready? Part two. Here we go. Part two. Um, getting on to, you know, the same kind of topic of outlaws and outlawed spirits. Yep. We are talking about Jesse James. You. Yes. How much did you know about Jesse James? Not a ton. About probably the same as, like, Bonnie and Clyde. I kind of know that he was um, kind of a doucher. But yeah. Um, as far as, like, details, I'm not... I'm not very educated on that. No, honestly, I wasn't either, so this was interesting to read about. Um, Now, to just kind of set the scene, if you've listened to Bonnie and Clyde already, this is before Bonnie and Clyde. Yes. 
Um, so if you're ready, we'll <clears throat> jump hit right me. in. Okay. Hit me right in the ear hole. <laughs> right in the ear <laughs> hole. All right. So Jesse James was born on September 5th, 1847. Okay. And he was born in Kearney, Missouri. And I did not look up exactly where Kearney is. Corn so. Colonel. Corn <laughs> Kearney, Missouri. <laughs> Um, sorry everyone in Missouri if you're listening to this. <laughs> I don't know a ton about your state. I apologize. Um, so he was born, he had a mom and dad. His uh, dad was actually a Baptist preacher. He was uh, the Reverend Robert James. Oh, that's interesting. I know, he was the son of a son of a preacher man. Eee. And his uh, mom's name was Zerelda Cole James. Zerelda? Zerelda. That's kind of a badass name. It's interesting. You wouldn't fuck with a Zerelda. No, she kind of seems like a pistol, too, yeah. when I was reading about her. Um, and that name will come up again, and I'll explain why as we go on. Okay. So, um, he's got his mom, his dad, um, he did have more than just his brother, Frank, but from what I read, Frank is really the important, uh, member of this story in relation to Jesse. So his brother, Frank, um, (laughs) what commercial is that from? It was like progressive or something. Oh Um, God, yeah. I think it was insurance. Yeah. He's running. Jesse? Jesse? Jesse. <laughs> that was, like, very popular in our house for a yeah, long time. for a long time. <laughs> oh, shout out if anyone can find that commercial. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it sounds like, you know, uh, Jesse came from a good family. They were a long line of farmers, and both Frank and Jesse were educated. Can I give you $100 for you to say Jesse every time you say Jesse? <laughs> I won't remember, but... <laughs> Jesse? <laughs> Dang Gina. Okay. Dang Gina, yeah. So, kind of different from Bonnie and Clyde. Like, you know, they are, they grow up educated. They are, you know, the difference was that, you know, Clyde especially grew up incredibly impoverished. Yes. And, yes, he did. you know, Bonnie grew up in similar circumstances, but not as, not as rough. drastic mm-hmm. as Clyde's were. So, this is kind of a departure from that. So, Jesse had a pretty decent life. Yeah, he did. Great. Um, so, in 1850, Jesse's dad went to California to preach to gold miners. Remember, he was a preacher. Yep. Um, unfortunately, though, while he was there, he got sick and he passed away. Oh, uh, okay. So, Zerol- He was young, man. Jesse was... Yeah. I mean, because he's born in 47, this happens in 50s, three years old. Three, uh, same as, um, Bonnie. Her dad died when she was oh, four. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. His, uh, his dad passes away and, uh, Zerelda would remarry twice. Okay. So, she married once in 1852 to apparently a, a very wealthy man, but... You know, he apparently was not very nice, and okay. the boys did not like him very much. Um, but then she married again in 1855, and from what I could see, this is kind of her long-time spouse. Okay. So this she be- had just, like, a little, like, rendezvous, and then was like, this kind of sucks, and, and then, like, she, yeah, all right, all right, third time's a charm. All right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and, you know, so this would seem to be, you know, the parent that would be in Jesse's life, life. the majority okay. of his okay. life. Um, so kind of the first instance of violence that I could find was in 1863. They had a family farm. Again, this is in Kearney, Missouri. Uh-huh. Um, the farm was attacked, and I believe this would have been... Now, I could not find a ton on who this was, but I believe this had to do with um, Union soldiers. Okay. There was also... Um, I read about this group called the Pinkerton Detectives mm-hmm. that were actually hired by President Lincoln to be his personal bodyguard and, like, personal security. Okay. Um, there is an attack at one point, and I could not figure out if this is the same attack or a different one, where basically they're sent to kind of hunt them down, and they go to the farm, okay. and they just start messing stuff is up. Is there a reason that they're being attacked? 
Um, mind you that this is during the Civil War. Okay. Oh, oh remember, okay. Yeah, we yeah, want yeah. to refresh our brains. The Civil War, um, I believe, was 1861 to 1865. Okay. Um, fun fact, the Civil War began in Charleston. Yeah. <laughs> on Fort Sumter. Fort Sumter, yep. Yep, so April 12th, 1861. You're so smart, boo. When you grow up in South Carolina, <laughs> that is hammered yeah, well, into I'm your sure. memory. Um, yeah, April. Interesting place to visit, FYI, in Charleston, Fort Sumter. Oh, yeah. Just don't go in the summertime. Oh, don't, because you'll melt. But (laughs) it is, you can actually take ferries out to Fort Sumter and see the base itself. Um, so yeah, you know, mind you, this is in the thick of the Civil War. Gotcha, okay. Tensions between the, that makes sense now. You know, the Union and the Confederacy are just very high. Um, Jesse would be a lifelong supporter of the Confederacy. Yep. Um, so exactly what led up to this attack is what I'm a little, like, not sure of, Mm -hmm. but there was this very violent attack, and they actually, um, attempted to hang his stepfather during this attack, but he did survive. Um, so this really kind of, it seems like serves as a catalyst in Jesse's life for this kind of, um, life of violence and crime Mm -hmm. that he's kind of predestined for, it seems, at this point. Uh, so at 16, him and his brother become, um, Confederate kind of guerrilla fighters, so they're not really answering to anyone, they're kind of doing their own thing. Yeah. Fuck it, 1820. (laughs) (laughs) What year is this? 1863. Yes. Whenever he was 16, because I can't do math. Um, Fair enough. (laughs) Yeah. So they become Confederate guerrilla fighters, and they rode uh, beside uh, a guy named William Quantrill. Okay. And a guy named Bloody Bill Anderson. Bloody Bill. that gives you some uh, (laughs) idea about, like, what is going to go on. Mm -hmm. So, mind you, they are not with the Confederate Army, I believe, at this point. They are just doing their own thing. They just strongly, they strongly supported the Confederacy, and they wanted to further the Confederate's cause. Okay. And this becomes a very, like, common theme throughout his life. Um, so kind of in their exploits, they begin to target like trains, stagecoaches, and banks mainly that are owned yep. by northern companies or union supporters. Yep. Um, any questions so far? How's- nope, it's making sense. I just I can picture like southern like in the saloons and like just north versus south. Just yeah, this just was- scary time to be it was on either side no this was a very contentious time in american history i mean god if you look up the civil war that would actually be a really good episode civil yeah, war goes that would be a good one because there's so, so much activity many. like gettysburg yeah. is huge and for sumter right i mean it's literally ripping families apart mm-hmm. um and yeah so it was very contentious it was very much the union against the confederacy um and so, basically, Jesse and his, you know, kind of gang, his group, it will become a gang. Um, they're robbing trains, stagecoaches, banks, um, all targeting union mm-hmm. sympathizers or supporters. Um, so, it's estimated that over, you know, his lifetime, their gang robbed over 20 banks oh, wow. and trains from 1860 to 1882. And that, oh, wow. I think, includes before, necessarily, Jesse joined. Okay. Because, remember, he joined up the, with Bloody Bill. Right, right, right. Um it's estimated they stole approximately, I read it was $200,000. Now, mind you. That's a fuck ton of money back then. <laughs> yeah, they stole a lot of money. And, again, their, you know, ultimate purpose of this was to further the Confederate cause. Okay. Um, obviously don't agree with that at all, but. Right. You know. Do we know why Bloody Bill was named Bloody Bill? I did not. Okay. I did not do a lot of looking into I, I could probably um, take, a, take a stab. <laughs> Add <laughs> Poor pun. 
Horror pun. No, it'd be interesting to look him up because yeah. he seemed to be very important to Jesse as okay. like this went on. Um, so it's a good question because it kind of leads us into well, who was in the gang, right? Uh-huh. Um, so obviously Jesse and his brother Frank. Jesse. <laughs> um, a lot of these members seem to kind of be interchangeable. Like people kind of come and go. Yeah, that was um, similar to Running Clyde. Clyde Barrow. The, the, Barrow the Barrow Gang. Yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, Jesse and Frank were kind of longtime members. Um, the younger brothers, which consisted of Jim, John, Bob, and Cole, were noted as being... <laughs> I'm sorry. Jim, Job, Jim, John, John listen... Bob, and Cole. <laughs> Those are such Southern names. <laughs> Jim, John, Bob, and Cole. <laughs> which is interesting, because this is Missouri, and I'm like, does Missouri count as the... Set? Like, no, I guess it's not the I, I, It sounds like they may have been in the Confederacy, yeah. but... Yeah. I don't know. It's like I did not associate that originally with the South. The South. So I found that interesting. Yeah. Um, there was also a man named John uh, Jarrett or Jarrett. He was uh, Jesse's brother-in-law. I believe they had a sister. Okay. Um, Clell Miller, Arthur McCoy, Matthew Nelson, Charlie Pitts, and Bill Chadwell. Um, again, not... It seemed like they kind of came and went. That was the gang. Yes, Those that people. was okay. the gang. Okay. Um, it would... Y- pretty much be referred to as the James uh, Younger gang. Okay. Because those were kind of the main two components to it. Gotcha. Um, So to get into a little bit about, you know, Jesse's personal life, um, I told you to remember the name Zerelda. Mm Mm-hmm. Here's why. Jesse married his first cousin. Oh. Oh. I'm just going to throw that out there. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. Who's also named Zerelda. Oh. Oh, no. I'm like, that's a double whammy. She's got your mom's name, and she's your first cousin. Like, Oh, that's... Ooh. Oh, ooh. I don't know if we understood exactly why that was not good. Yeah. Um, and if I didn't say it, that was in 1874. Okay. Ooh. I know. I'm like... That's rough. Yeah, that one, like, threw me off a little bit. I was just like, <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, from all accounts, you know, he seemed very devoted to his family, very devoted to his wife okay. and his children. Um, which is interesting because it's kind of an interesting, like, juxtaposition between Mm -hmm. who he was as a family man versus, like, all the things he did. He had children with his first cousin? Uh, he did. Uh, Yep, he did. He had four kids. Um, he did have twin boys, but they died shortly after being born. Oh, okay. Um, he has... Well... (laughs) Yeah. And now we kind of understand why Why? the the implications that come along with... Uh, marrying someone that close in the family tree yeah yeah um he did have a son jesse edward who they call jesse jr um and he was born in 1875 and he lived until 1951 okay so a long ass time um but he was often called tim or tim howard because as um the james younger game became more prolific and carried out more and more Robberies, they were obviously going to become wanted men. Yeah. And at one point, um, the family takes on code names to Smart. try and evade the police. Yep. That's another interesting like pattern I see between Bonnie and Clyde in mm-hmm. this story is this idea of family loyalty. Yeah. Like no one gives each other up. It's kind of like <laughs> no matter how much you disagree with it, like you stay in because that's your family. We're a family. Yeah. A little it's, more stuff so for Jesse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oof. Woof. Um, Dang, Gina. Dang, Dang Jesse. Dang, Jesse. So, yes, had Jesse Jr., and then he had a daughter, uh, Mary Susan James, and her married name was Barr, and she was born in 1879, and she passed away in 1935. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. So, just, yeah, and uh, everything I could see was, like, again, it's this very odd 
kind of break between mm-hmm. what you know what he does, and then at, he's apparently very devoted and, and loving family. to his family. Yeah. yeah. So, um, how are we doing so far? Good. I'm following along. Following well. along. Yep. Okay. I'm like a little worried that this is not going to be as long as Bonnie and Clyde, so I'm trying to pace myself. That's all right. Feel free to come in. I just here. feel like it would have been too long for both of these, so I feel no, like even I if this is a shorter one, it's that's fine. Okay. All right, so um, obviously a major part of Jesse's life were these major robberies that they carried out as a gang, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to see kind of a, an evolution in the way that they start doing these things. So I kind of thought it would be interesting to take, um, you know, three of the... Now, there are more than three, so if you want to look more up, mm-hmm. Google it. But um, I took three of kind of the most notable robberies that they sure. carried out um, and kind of why each one is important. Great. Okay, so the first one I'm going to talk about is uh, Jesse James is not directly documented as being involved in this, but it's very widely believed that he, he was. was. Okay. So this was the uh, first daytime uh, bank robbery that had occurred, had occurred since the Civil War ended. So this was considered peacetime at the time. Ooh, okay. So, well, as we're getting close to it, it's it's... Civil War is not quite done yet. February 13th, 1866. Remind you that the Civil War ended in, was it 66 or 63, did I say? I don't know. Don't don't popcorn me. No, I'm really bad at dates. Oh, I'm sorry. It was 1865. Civil War ended on April 19th, April 9th, 1865. This occurs February 13th, 1866. So it's after. Gotcha. We're fresh off the Civil War at this point. Okay. So this is the first big robbery that occurs. Yes. Um, this happened at the Clay County Savings Bank. And um, the robbers, which it's heavily assumed Jesse was one of them, stole over $60,000 in bonds, cash, and gold and silver coins. Oh, wow. Um, while they were... Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Yeah. So it seems to be, like, heavily monetary. Like, yeah. all about the money, right? Um, they did pistol whip the clerk or the cashier that was in the bank, mm. um, and killed one person at the scene. Oh. I think a bystander was killed. That's tough. But didn't kill the clerk. And this becomes important. Okay. Okay. So the first well-known James Younger gang robbery occurred on December 7th, 1869. And this happened in Gallatin, Missouri. And the bank that they robbed was called the Davies County Savings Bank. Okay. Now... When they went in, when this was carried out, there were two men in the bank at the time. One was the bank's cashier, or mm-hmm. the clerk, and another was a lawyer, and his name was William McDowell. So uh, Jesse goes into the bank, and he goes up to the clerk, you know, acting, acting cool, yep, cool as cucumber, <clears throat> and basically says, "Hey, like I have a hundred, you know, I have a hundred dollars. Could you change that out for me?" Uh huh. I don't know if like that means like get smaller bills or yeah. ask him to, you know, just do something pretty normal. As the uh, teller is going to do this, he takes out a gun and shoots him in the chest and then the forehead. Oh. Mind you, this person is completely unarmed. That is a Aww. departure from the la- from the first robbery. Dang, Jesse. I know. What you doing, boo-boo? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like, yeah. We definitely... The first this- one was a woman? No. Oh. At the, the first robbery. The when they when he pistol whipped them? Yeah, it was a clerk, but it was, I think, male. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was just trying to see if there was maybe, maybe he didn't no, kill I, women. It just sounds like at the beginning, you know, they just kind of incapacitated the clerk. And I think they killed one person at the scene simply because they were there. Just there. Okay. But this okay. is a direct, like, I am coming in here to kill to, you. Okay. So he fatally shoots, uh, you know, the teller twice. And William McDowell, who's the lawyer I mentioned, is as he's trying to escape, he is shot, I believe, in the arm, which I don't think kills him. I think okay. he does survive that. 
Um, so here's kind of the backstory, because obviously you say, like, that's really violent to do to someone you really don't know yeah. if you just mm-hmm. want the money and they're right. going to give it to you. Like, why? Well, the reason they had picked that bank is because they thought the cashier had been the killer of Bloody Bill Anderson, who had been, died, I believe, years before. Oh. So there's always motivation. Killed Buddy. Yeah. Like, always Ooh. a motivation behind, like, the robberies. Right. Um, definitely seemed to be, like, kind of a passion-motivated event. Okay. So not just killing people to kill people. They were killing people for what they believed was, like, justified. Right. They believed the, okay. uh, the bank teller had been uh, Bloody Bill's killer. Gotcha. So okay. that's why they did what they did. However, this was a big fat fail because that was not the guy who killed Bloody Bill Anderson. Oh, okay. And all the money that they thought they stole really wasn't usable. I couldn't tell if it was counterfeit or if it was, they just, they basically, they got nothing Nothing out of that robbery. But it shows you. (laughs) Merp, merp. Yeah, big big (laughs) fail. But it kind of shows you this, like, first, like, instance of, like, violence out of nowhere. Okay. Yeah. So that leads us to probably one of their most notable okay. robberies at this point. And this takes place on September 7th, 1876. My mom's birthday. Not 1876. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> September 7th. September 7th. Gotcha. Of 70, I think. <laughs> Ooh, don't date your mom. She's going to be pissed. She doesn't listen. So it's no, I was she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> She thought, she's like, how do I watch your show? And I was like, oh, mama, it's not a show. Oh, okay. I know. Trying to get my parents to, your I know dad, listen. Yeah, your dad does. I think your mom here and there. Yeah, because they didn't know what a podcast was. And no. I had to get Gabby to, like, yeah. do it for them. But now they listen. I tell my grandparents about it sometimes, and they're just like, oh, something on the computer. I'm like, yum. Just, like, trying to explain it. They're like, it's like radio. And I'm like, I mean, kind, kind of, of. Like, sort of. Yeah. But yeah, God bless. We're parents. so in, we're so hip with the times. So hip podcast. We have a podcast. Everyone's got a podcast now. <laughs> it seems like it. It does. Um, okay. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. So on your mama's birthday in 1876. <laughs> <laughs> yep. This occurred in I believe this was in Minnesota, Northfield, Minnesota. Minnesota. Sorry. Um, and this was at the First National Bank. Okay. Um, Isn't that still a bank now? I think so. <laughs> I, yeah, it's been a while for a while. I don't know if it's changed hands or kind of what the deal has been okay. with it. Um, but the reason that they targeted this bank was of someone named uh, Adelbert Ames, who was known to be a uh, big depositor at that bank. So obviously okay. he did a lot of, a lot of money with them. Yep. Um, and he was a former union general. E. Remember, they like to target areas where they know, Our, you know, union, yep. former union soldiers or generals Eek. are there. So, watch yes. your back, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming for you. Yes, they are. So, it's this took a lot of pre planning. Okay. Basically, they spent two weeks doing recon before this occurred. Yeah, okay. Um, so, on September 7th, eight of the uh, gang rode into town, but they split up once they got there. So, three waited, I believe, at the bridge closest to the town, okay. kind of for the getaway, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. And two uh, kind of positioned themselves in the town square, and three went into the bank. Okay. So, Jesse was in this group that went into the bank. Okay. So, they go in, and uh, they go up to the desk, kind of like they normally do. Mm-hmm. Um, during this robbery, they held the bookkeeper at knife point, and they broke his skull. They kind of, like, did mm. the pistol whip thing again. Yep. 
fractured his skull. Um, from what I read, they tried to get him to open the vault to where obviously all the money, money. was. Uh-huh. Um, he refused to do this, and they shot him to death. Mm-hmm. Basically, right there in the bank. Well, he was loyal to his job. Yeah. Again, I'm like, I'd have been gone. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have been you out know what? the door. <laughs> so this is obviously creating quite a ruckus at yeah. this point. Um, well, this is kind of the first entrance where like people realize what's going on and they're like, oh, fuck no. So yeah. they all get their guns and their horses and they show up. <laughs> like the townspeople were not having this. Yeah. Um, and realizing that they're pretty much surrounded, the gang realizes that they have to retreat at this point. Uh-huh. So there's a lot of shooting, a lot of chaos, and in the end, only Frank and Jesse are the ones that make it out. Oh, okay. I believe some members were killed, and some were incarcerated, arrested, okay. and then later incarcerated. So Frank and Jesse make it back. Okay. Back to Missouri. Um Phew. <laughs> yeah. It definitely was a close one, and it sounds like from reading about it, it did not go the way they wanted it to okay. go. So they didn't get any money or anything from it? They know? may have gotten some, but I okay. don't think they achieved. It's interesting because they, you know, target these areas where these Union former, you know, generals or soldiers are, but I don't really see any instances where they actually, like, kill them. Like, Adelbert Ames, I don't believe They're this. just, like, innocent people. Just associated with somebody that's right. It's just like guilty by association. Right, because nothing that I could sucks. read about said that like he was in the bank when this happened, right. or was killed when yeah. this happened. So right. at this point, you know, you're the, just mad. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's kind of about the money, but it's also kind of more about the message than anything yeah. else. Is what it kind of stood out to me as. Okay. Um. So at this point, you know, everyone knows about the James Younger Gang. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse James and his brother Frank are very well known. Um, everybody wants to get them yeah. put away. Yep. Kind of the same Bonnie and Clyde mentality. Yep. So at this point, the governor of Missouri has mm-hmm. kind of had it. And I believe um, his name was Crittenden. I may say that wrong. Okay. Um, he was ready to put these two away. So yeah. he basically said, I will you know, offer an ass of money, yep. kind of the same deal, mm-hmm. to anyone that can get rid of Jesse James and, you know, Frank. But mainly Jesse, because Jesse's kind of like the face of this. this. Okay. So, during this time, um, Frank and Jesse had planned a, it said like one more robbery, so it kind of made me wonder if they were planning on stopping one at this last point. ride? Yeah, they had, were planning a robbery, and they were planning it with uh, two men. Uh, one was named Robert or Bob. And Charlie Ford. Okay. So they're planning this robbery. They're thinking, like, yep, we're going to do it. We're going to do one last ride, it sounded like. Yep. Well, apparently uh, Bob and Charlie had gotten wind of the governor's reward. Ooh. Enough to make them turn their back on Jesse. Uh Uh-oh. This is what makes me mad about the story, because, like, Bonnie and Claude had this epic ending. Yeah. Like, it was... It was violent, (laughs) it was, like, symbolic, like, there was just so much to it. And, you know, Jess James really got an anticlimactic ending to his story, which made me a little angry, I'm not gonna lie. (laughs) Don't agree with I want the craziness! (laughs) I don't agree with what he did, but, like, damn, that's not a way to go out. So, like I said, they had planned the robbery with Bob and Charlie Ford, right? So Bob and Charlie are saying, nay, nay, we're done. We're going, we will get the reward. Right. It sounds like they're planning the robbery, but in their minds, they've decided that they're they going to want to try and take him out. Cash him, okay. Yeah, and get the reward money. Yep. So, on April 3rd, 1882, uh, the, uh, I think they were both there. Bob and Charlie Ford were at Jesse's house, mm-hmm. and they had just had breakfast, um, 
And after doing that, Jesse turned his head away from them to adjust a picture that was on the wall. Oh, he had OCD. Probably. <laughs> like us. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. And while he was doing that, uh, Bob, or Robert, I believe was his full name, Ford, took out a gun and shot Jesse in the back of the head, killing him instantly. Ooh. At least he let him have breakfast first. I guess. Full but like... <laughs> I just couldn't imagine, you know, it's such a... That's the easiest way to do it, though. You're going to get that money. I mean, you, I guess, you don't I want mean, to battle with him because... The moral know. code was not strong, I guess, among <laughs> these these men. But, yeah. you know, he basically turns his head and he Yikes. shoots him in the back of the head, killing him. Done. Um, done yeah, now. Done. And Jesse, bye, goodbye. Bye, by goodbye, indeed. Jesse was 34 at the time of his oh, death. Oh, wow, okay. Um, so what I found interesting about this, too, was after Jesse's death... Frank, his brother, mm-hmm. surrendered himself to Crittenden, the governor. Oh, well, he, he didn't want to die. No, and it's it's hard to, it's interesting to know why, like, maybe it was all Jesse and Frank was kind of just there for the ride, mm-hmm. and then without Jesse, Frank realized it wasn't worth it anymore, like, yeah. could, I didn't really get into that, but after surrendering, uh, Frank went on trial, mm-hmm. but there wasn't enough evidence on Frank to really Ooh. convict him, so the juries never did. Wow. Interesting. So he actually was never charged with a crime. Well, he may have been charged, but he was never convicted of one. Gotcha. And he lived out the rest of his life pretty quietly after all this happened. I would take a, I'd take a back seat, too. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of makes you wonder if Frank ever was, like, as in it as Jesse was. Yeah. Or if maybe he was in it just because Jesse was. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd like to read more. Or just not enough on him. He was, but not enough to... Yeah. To convict him of it. So right. he's just like, I'm going to take that one and yeah. ride. <laughs> yeah, he got away with it, essentially. Yeah. So that was the end of Jesse James. Okay. Um, like I said, anticlimactic. Yeah. Uh, really, it's interesting, too, because the public was really outraged at the way he died. They did not like it. Which is kind of interesting, because I'm like, he's terrorizing everyone. Like, yeah. You think they would What did they want? Well, they just thought it was a really traitorous move on Bob Ford's part for doing it mm. that way. And they just... You know, they kind of looked at them as the ultimate traitors. Yeah. Um, I don't think they obviously agree. Loyalty with, with the, is like, back then, loyalty is like, strong. Yeah, you know, they really condemned the way he died. I think I think in the end, everyone wanted a flashy yeah. way, like Bonnie and Clyde yep. style. Um, so, yeah, I found that interesting that, you know, he did all these horrible things. But in the end, the public, I think, I think agreed that he deserved a better... Way out than Way that. Out. <laughs> I don't know how to say that. I don't know what it is, but... <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I found that interesting. Yeah. Um, so, after Jesse died, he mm-hmm. was buried on his family's farm in Kearney, Missouri. Okay. Uh, we talked about that at the beginning. Yep. Um, this is interesting, though. Apparently, there is a really big conspiracy theory that he had actually never died and was still running around somewhere. Oh, he had faked his death or someone else had died for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so much to the point where there are a lot of men who came forward saying they were Jesse James. So what? Yeah, it was kind of a conspiracy theory. Why um, would you want to be that? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's for the fame or, like, who was doing this. Yeah. Um, but there were multi- multiple reports of men coming forward and saying that they were Jesse. To the point <laughs> that in 1995... The remains of Jesse James were exhumed from the family farming kearney oh. and underwent DNA testing with his, it sounds like, descendants. Right. Um, and it was found that 
pretty conclusively that was Jesse James. That was okay. I was like, so, oh, like, are we turning the story here? Twi- <laughs> twist. It's not him. <laughs> okay, and that was in '95. Yeah. Oh wow. So very recently, I'm like, why were we still obsessed with this? Like, yeah. But apparently, we were. So, like I said, they did DNA testing. They did prove his identity as Jesse James, and he was reburied in Mount Olivet Cemetery in Kearney. Okay. Where the family farm is. So he was moved. Yep. Um, to an actual cemetery. Gotcha. So, now let's talk about the spooky stuff. Yeah, because... Well, it's pretty spooky, but... Yeah, we had to get through, like, the whole... The life. The life, yeah. <laughs> it's very interesting, but... Um, it's said today that his family farm, which obviously saw a lot of violence yeah. occur on it, is very haunted. And you can apparently tour this, so... Anyone Ooh. in Missouri who has been here, please let us know, because yeah. I'd be interested. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of your run-of-the-mill hauntings. They say that, um, you know, there's presences felt in the family home, which is still there, which you can see. Okay. And a lot of activity outside on the property. Um, and a lot of this, you know, it kind of makes me wonder, like, is it just from, uh, you know, his family's history? Or is it also, you know, this was the Civil War. There was a lot of death probably occurring nearby or even there. Yep. Um, so people will hear horses in, like kind of out in the fields they'll hear horse hooves like sounds like horses like galloping i wish i could do like monty python with the coconuts <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> um, <laughs> so they hear uh horse hooves they hear muffled shots like gunshots okay and they hear crying mm-hmm. um what i found interesting was that i read that in the house uh, the security system that's now been installed in there is often triggered. Like, motion sensors will go off oh, frequently. Oh, interesting. But they really can't find anything that's causing them. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the staff that still, you know, obviously helps to maintain the family farm say that they feel an intense feeling of being watched in the house. Ooh, I so, wouldn't like that. Yeah, it kind of seems like, you know, you think of the events, you think of the Civil War, you think of his life. Like, there's just this, like combination of mm-hmm. just residual energy that you know i'm sure that doesn't leave yeah um but yeah you can go see it it's still there and i'll add it to our if we ever go to missouri i was <laughs> like i don't know that we'll ever go to missouri but if we do that's a must stop yeah and that is uh that's jesse james jesse james dang jesse dang jesse jesse yeah jesse should have had a better outing yeah i feel like very anticlimactic. You're, like, like, building, building, building for this, like, big, like, yeah. doozer, and then it's just, like, bang. Well, it's interesting because it's it's such a departure from Bonnie and Clyde where you see that, you know, God, they're ride or die to mm-hmm. the very end. Like, even their families won't give them up. Yeah. Um, and here, you know, you see this, like, ultimate kind of betrayal yeah. where he's shot to death in his own home, not even while he's looking. Like, he was almost, it makes me think that the guy was too cowardly. To kill him to his face. To his face, yeah. yeah. And he waited till he turned around. Yeah. Like, and I think that was the public's perception. It was a very cowardly way to get, to get him. reward money. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, an untimely end, uh, a cowardly way to do it, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. I think all of that energy is still, obviously, still there. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Stuff like that doesn't leave. That's, you know, reminds me of like Bonnie and Clyde where mm-hmm. they were shot and killed yeah like hearing the screams like I, it may not be her but like I think that's just residual energy energy yeah, that's like just these there. really violent events yeah that's what I was t- saying too I really do think we should do a civil war episode yeah because, absolutely I mean there's so many battles where you just see so much bloodshed remember mm-hmm. that um oh what were we watching I think it was caught on camera 
paranormal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When they were, I think, at a Civil War battlefield, and you saw the full body apparition of, of the that soldier. soldier. Yeah, I that was I think that wild. was Civil War era. But yep, I think it was, too. Yeah. That was wild. That was wild, and good show. Go watch that. Yeah, <laughs> Lindsay got me hooked on that. Yeah. Except I had to watch it when I stayed at her house in Raleigh. <laughs> the one with the rake. Is he? <laughs> well, it was like 9 o'clock, and I was like, you know what? I'm so glad that, like, Lindsay and Mike are like that. Because I was like, man, it's getting late. It's 9 o'clock. <laughs> it's 9 o'clock. I gotta Lindsay's bed. like, you know what? I'm going to go to bed, I think. And I was like, oh, yes, me too. We're cut from the same cloth. <laughs> yeah. Except I can't watch scary shows, but I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm okay. I got people here with me. Did you make Lindsay sleep in the bed with you? No, I was very close to that. I was like, oh, can I have one of the dogs? <laughs> can I have one of your very cute little dogs to just save me? Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Good episode. That I was know. good. That was it's a little shorter than yours. That's so right. I Not apologize. bad though. That's that's all right. Yeah. They're probably sick of listening to us at this point. Probably. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, any final good stuff. thoughts before we wrap her up? I don't think so. Um, good for us for getting ahead and high five. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this week, this obviously is the second episode yeah. of the day. Yeah. And hey, Gwil, hey. Hey, Gwil, hey. You got two this week. Yep. So, awesome. So, yeah. Come see me on Facebook. Yep. Cool Friends Podcast. Yeah. Um, if you want any merchandise, again, if you want anything else that we don't have up there. Yes. Different sizes, different really anything. Um, you can get a hold of us in all of these ways that we're about to reel off into yeah. your brain. <laughs> um, but you can find the merchandise at ghoulfriendspodcast.cottoncart.com. <laughs> Nicely done. Um, and then... Instagram. Yep. Instagram, you can come see us at Ghoul Friends Podcast. You can see us on Twitter at Ghoul underscore Friends. And if you'd like to reach us by email or if you have a listener story, which we highly encourage you to send in. Yep. Because I think we're getting to the point where we can do another episode. Yep. That is going to be Ghoul Friends Podcast at gmail.com. Any yep. final thoughts? No. We just have one big giant iceberg in the middle of our lake right now. <laughs> it's just like a big hunk of very thin ice. But I know. we're starting to see water now, so I know. Things are kind of thawing out. A silly winter. Very mild. Very mild winter. Very, very mild. We are in Massachusetts and we have no snow. <laughs> I know. Bizarre. Yeah. And I think I read the South got a lot of snow the other day. Yeah. Like it was snowing in Leanne like, had put it on. She had like North snow Carolina, in North yeah. Carolina. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Crazy indeed. Hey, Leanne. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. All right. Final, final thoughts. That's it. I'm okay. done. All right. So for now, we hope you have a spooky and spectacular week. And that's the second time we've said that this week. <laughs> so have an extra, extra spooky and spectacular week. extra spooky week. <laughs> we extra, extra love you. And I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin. <laughs> we're your girlfriends. I didn't know what you were going to say. I didn't either. I didn't know what was going on. Okay, bye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> This is too much for us. <laughs> <laughs>